0: oh yeah for sure and um the college of course the college baseball environment this year it has not necessarily changed tremendously obviously because in basketball and football you have covert restrictions of course you have them in baseball too which they're being enforced all over the SEC, only with 25% capacity allowed in Duty Noble Field, and you certainly didn't expect there to be 17,000 fans in Global Life Field, of course. But overall, I mean, in your perspective this year, is Duty Noble still, is it, I'm mean, of course you called the Jacksons, or I'm sure you were at the Jackson State game. Did the environment in Duty Noble Field feel as normal as it used to, or Is it just, of course, there's a huge differential this year because of reduced capacity, but will Duty Noble, maybe let's say in the super regionals, will it get back to normal?
1: Well, the only way it's going to get back to normal for Mississippi State is get 100% participation in the fans, and that's going to be in Tate Reeves, our governor's hands, so hopefully he relaxes the the, uh, minimum requirement in regard to what you can put in the stands, but uh you know viruses uh going south right now and vaccines look like they're starting to work so we're hoping we'll at least bump it up to 50 percent but uh, the atmosphere will be good uh, it was good for jackson state open opening fans were really excited to be there but many of them couldn't get into the games because of the ticket allocation so <clears throat> we got uh, a good Tulane team coming in this weekend and uh you think, well, there'd be more people there. Well, there can't be more people because there's only 25%. But the atmosphere will be electric, electric, no matter how many fans are there. But It's more electric than when the fans get into the ball game when there's a, a full house. And we'll have a full house eventually if we can just get the vaccine out a little quicker and, uh, and we can get the uh, virus uh, going backwards so we can open up the stadium.
0: Mississippi State this past weekend dominated against Texas. Of course, we kind of had a setback against TCU, and then we came back and dominated against Texas Tech. Of course, you said the SEC won the entire series 8-1 to against the Big 12. So Mississippi State this year, of course, we know our in-state rival, our foes, are sitting at number one in the AP poll, which they're well-deserving of. Do you think Mississippi State shows potential to possibly making it back to Omaha for the 12th time?
1: yeah stay healthy and uh, we certainly have <clears throat> tremendous pitching staff in regard to frontline pitching and bullpen middle relief and, and closing type and so i think we got 26 pitches which is way more than i've ever dreamed about having when i was coaching them but that's because the seeds all came back draft eligible guys returned because there was only five rounds in draft and we had a pretty good group of incoming freshmen and, and uh, transfers in. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, early in the season, we don't put that much uh, respect to the polls because people don't play in sectional too much. And so right now, I think Ole Miss is the legitimate number one team. But at the same time, I think when I was coaching, we only had one or two polls. Now they get five or six. Things are going to change. It will change this weekend after this uh, three games that everybody's going to be playing. And uh, so we'll see what the polls are. But I'm not big in the polls. The only poll that ever mattered to me was the
0: final one. Go to Omaha and see how you do there. They have definitely – it's definitely revealed that they're going to be a team that dominates both offensively and defensively, most certainly referring to the fact that the pitching rotation is one of the best in the country, considering that Landon Sims struck out 10 of 12 batters in the opener against Texas, 18 strikeouts overall. From Mississippi State against Texas. And then when you look at how Mississippi State has been able to hit the ball this year, both Luke Hancock and both Rowdy Jordan, they both have four solo homers combined this season. So Mississippi State is definitely a multiple, in a multiple dimension team. So with them being a multiple dimension team, of course, offensively and defensively, from an endurance standpoint, do you see them being resilient this season? Or being a team such like texas tech who the rankings reveal that they're a top three team but when they compete against actual talent it doesn't necessarily reveal that what's your perspective on that
1: i think just watching the games out in a uh, global life Field in arlington texas that the sec's teams were a better talented team uh, certainly more than texas and tcu texas tech was very talented, also, but they went back over and three. But our lineup is solid one through nine. I think we only lost, in fact, I'm almost sure we only lost Justin Foske, uh, first rounder, and then Jordan Westberg, who was up in the Cape Cod with me this past summer. So those are the two key guys that we lost in the lineup. But I think one through nine, we are certainly in good shape, <clears throat> and uh, I think we got a lot of guys in the dugout that. They did not get to play very much this weekend, or against Jackson State. They're very capable, also. But injuries are always a factor. But I think our pitching staff can re- can get some injuries and not not miss a beat. The position player wise, you want to keep some of the key guys uh, healthy, and that's a problem sometimes in a 56 game schedule. But so, for the most part, I think we're going to be very very competitive. But the SEC is very very strong again this year. Everybody's very strong this year because of most of their better players have returned and retained their eligibility for another season.
0: But for the most part, we do have some sluggers, a part of Mississippi State baseball this year. If I was to do the comparisons between Rowdy Jordan and Luke Hancock, would they remind you of the late and great legends that these two names you're, I'm sure you're well familiar of, Will Clark and Rafael Palmerillo.
1: Well, it's a big stretch to compare them with Raphael and Will. They end up first-round VAP picks and big-league stars and, I think, hit 28, 29 home runs. And Roddy got off to a good start this past weekend, as Luke did, but then against Jackson State, I don't know if any one of those two guys got a hit. So that's baseball. You have good weekends or good days. The next day, not so much. But, uh I think Ronnie and Luke are going to have good seasons for us, and I think they'll be very competitive all year. But right now, you know, I don't think we're in a position to compare them with Kyle and Clark.
0: But I do have to ask you, Ryan, and this is from a comedy standpoint, So, and I'm right here with you because I'm a night owl myself. So I have to ask you, Ryan. So supposedly a source on Twitter, I'm not sure at the moment who it was, but he tweeted that you were walking around Globe Life Park at 12 o'clock. How was how was that stroll around Globe Life Park at a late night?
1: Well, it's a long stroll. It's a big ballpark, probably on, probably 15 or 20 acres. But no, I stayed for all the other games too because I'm, I coached the Cape Cod League in the summer. And we had several players on the other teams that are coming up to the Cape in the summer or we're evaluating to come to the Cape. So uh, I not only watched our games doing the color with Jim Ellis, I I stayed for the rest of it. We played three 11 o'clock games and there was a three o'clock games and seven o'clock the three days, but all the games seemed to be dragging a little bit. So I think in most cases, the third game started not at seven o'clock, started at 830 or nine o'clock. So... I didn't get out of there for a while and wanted to get a cigar before I went back to the hotel, so I did walk around Globe Life uh, late for two nights, and we, we Sunday we uh, watched the second game, Ole Miss playing, because Ole Miss and Mississippi State flew back together on a charter flight, so we had to wait for them. So basically I saw eight games of the nine that were played.
0: Well, Ron, we appreciate you joining the show today. It has been an honor having SEC 2018 legend, former Mississippi State baseball head coach, on the show today. Thank you so much, Ron. Hope to have you again.
1: Okay, Taylor. Take care of yourself.